This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, here's your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, May 5th, happy Cinco de Mayo. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who was celebrating a very special 20th anniversary, Jerem Jordan. It's the 2001 uh, Men's Volleyball National Championship team, which is pretty cool. And you think about BYU winning its second of three titles in six years. Look at Sean Olmstead's hair there. <laughs> very 01. I kind of wanted more bleach blonde from this team. Like, that was popular okay. at that time. That was your, uh, what, senior year? Yep. This was my junior year of high school. So, um, yeah, congrats to those guys. A lot of all-timers. Lucas Slave tweeted this out, who is, uh, you know, to the right of the trophy with the index finger pointed up. He's now the North Carolina St- NC State women's volleyball coach. Sean's the BYU coach as well. Mac Wilson in the back. Uh, you know, Good gravy. How it, talented was that team? Mike Wall holding it, who is an all-timer. Yeah, just amazing. So, hopefully BYU is bringing home one of those next week. Uh, you know, NCAA tournament uh, this week. Lewis beat Penn State last night in three, although it was tied the first two sets to advance to the semifinals against BYU Thursday night. Okay, so BYU gets Lewis in pursuit of Lewis, the national championship that has eluded the Cougars for now what seventeen years? Two thousand four was the last one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't want to talk. About I know. <laughs> <laughs> positive vibes. We need positive yeah. vibes. It's going to yeah. change I, this year. I've been calling the match for 13 years. I'm waiting for that one. Yep. I'm hoping it's this weekend. Um, you know, if so, your boy might be uh, heading to Columbus. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Your Wednesday show lineup includes a roster shakeup. Who's replacing who for BYU football following an NFL draft that just landed 13 different Cougars? In the league in some capacity. Our latest conversation with Zach Wilson, now that he's officially a member of the Jets, what happens now? When does he fly out there? When does he become fully integrated with the New York football Jets? And how he thinks we stack up against the New York media. Plus, BYU basketball, or baseball rising star, rather, Cole Gamble on winning the WCC Player of the Week and the key to a five-game win streak for the Batcats Late in the season. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. John Rothstein of CBS Sports reports BYU Men's Hoops is going to the Diamond Head Classic multi-team event this December featuring Stanford, uh, Northern Iowa, Wyoming, South Florida, New Mexico State, Liberty, and Hawaii. This is typically one of the better tournaments. Not the best, but it's a good one. Um, And when we were in Hawaii at the Hawaii Bowl two years ago, we actually saw the teams with the Diamond Head um, in some restaurants as we were walking around Honolulu. So we'll probably need to take the show... Yeah, the Diamond Head. I was just going to say, how do we get the show back to Hawaii? Yes. For the Diamond Head Classic. Yes. Mark, let's talk. BYU Baseball beats Utah Valley 11-4 in Orem, extending the Batcats' win streak to five games. The aforementioned Cole Gamble extends his hit streak to ten games. He'll join us later to discuss the turnaround and preview the Batcats' three-game series upcoming with the conference leader, San Diego Toreros. Softball shutout Southern Utah in Cedar City, 9-0 in five innings. Hannah Joe Peterson, fo-fo-fo, two-run homer. Arisa Paulson, one hit in four innings pitched. The Cougars play at Santa Clara this weekend. 
How about this huge news for BYU men's volleyball and their fans? Davide Gardini tells the AVCA he will stay at BYU for one more year. The two-time AVCA first-team All-American running it back as just an incredible outside hitter. You know, he loses seven seniors. It'll be uh, awesome to have him back for sure. Three women's throwers put up personal bests uh, yesterday at the Weber State Twilight Invitational, including Sierra Freeland's shot put, number two in BYU history, Gretchen Hoekstry, Shot put number four in BYU history. And Sable Lohmeyer L. Bakery. I wonder who she's married to. <laughs> Hammer throw number nine in BYU history. I swear there's top ten marks every meet from BYU yes. from somebody. And it's pretty incredible what's going on right now. Former BYU basketball star Brandon Davies scores 11 points. Grabs eight rebounds for his squad. FC Barcelona as they advance to the league semifinals. Congratulations to Brandon. They beat Kevin Pangos' team. Even better. Yeah. Eurohoops.net and other reports are saying the Milwaukee Bucks are expected to sign Elijah Bryant from Maccabi Tel Aviv for the rest of the season. Bryant averaged 11.3 boards in 51 games in Israel. Remember, Bryant had a 31-point game in the 2019 NBA Summer League. So uh, two members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints on the Bucks with Sam Merrill and Elijah Bryant. Should this go down? How about that? Okay. Sam Merrill from B-Town. <laughs> he and Brady Christensen, yep. former high school buddies. Uh, that's cool. Elijah Bryant, man. That's exciting because he did say on the show, I will play in the NBA. Good for him. So hopefully, uh, you know, he, he joins the squad and can uh, get a little bit of run. Hanging out with Giannis. Mm-hmm. Not, not bad. You, you, know who, you know who Giannis Antetokounmpo's mental health coach is? Craig Manning of BYU. Fun fact. Wow. Yeah. What an asset and, that and a, is. And a few others on the Bucks. I think It might be the whole team. I'm not okay. sure. But I know it's Giannis for sure because one BYU coach told me, he asked Craig Manning, uh, he said, I'll pay you 20 bucks if you let me answer the phone one time when it's Giannis. <laughs> hey, Giannis, I'll get Dr. Manning What's up? right now. Yeah. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. 13 players from the 2020 BYU football team now chasing the dream in the NFL, leaving some understandably large shoes to fill, notably Zach Wilson. So let's dive into this, Jerem. Who will replace who specifically on the BYU football team as we push forward to 2021? And there's a lot here. Yeah, let's walk through it. And uh, tip of the uh, cap to Jeff Hansen of 24-7 Sports. Did a great job. Uh, you know, we're going to sample some of that. Mix in our own ideas, of course. But uh, so Zach Wilson, I think we know the answer, right? It's Jaron Hall. It's Baylor Romney or uh, Jacob Conover. So that one's pretty easy. Dax Milne. This, and and with Zach, obviously it's going to be a step down just a little bit. He had like an all-time season, right? Yeah. Um, but I still think it's been a, going to be good quarterback play. Wide receiver, Dax Milne. Uh, the Nakua brothers, of course. And then uh, Gunnar Romney. And then you add in, like Chase Roberts was an All-American. Neil Pau is Mr. Reliable there, kind of comfortable as the number three or four guy. And then you have some other talented. Chris Jackson, Keanu Hill. Cody Epps. All those, all those guys. I'm, you know. I'm stoked for that group, which will be awesome. So I think that the receivers will actually be are upgraded from last year based on the Nakua brothers and the continued involvement of a guy like Gunnar Romney and Neil Pau. And then we hope Cody Epps starts to get a little more run. Chris Jackson, as you mentioned. Um, and there's, there's a bunch of dudes. Think about that. BYU has their first wide receiver drafted since Austin Colley. It's been a minute. And the group gets better? That's what happens when you get... You know, the Nakua brothers. They're going to make an impact. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, What about the offensive line, Jerem? Because there is a lot of turnover there. Brady Christensen, 
Tristan Hodge, Chandon Herring, like that. That seems like a big gap to fill, but I think it for is. the most part, we're looking at this line as uh, still a high-performing line. Yes, it won't be as good as last year, but it could be close. Um, losing a first-team All-American left tackle is never going to be an easy thing to replace, but Blake Freeland and Harris Lachance are going to battle it out for the left and right tackle. Uh, and then uh, when you look at Tristan Hodge and Chandon Herring with the guards, there, there's a lot of talent there that I'm excited about. You know, Connor Pay got some run. Uh, this year, Keanu Saliapaga was banged up, but he's going to step into a guard spot there. Um, and, and you still have Clark Barrington uh, in the mix, who was awesome. And, of course, James MP at center. So, oh, line should be good again. Okay, now let's switch to the other side of the ball on the line. The defensive line, which is where I have one of the biggest question marks for BYU. You lose Kairos Tonga, and then we kind of go, all right, well, what's there? Who's going to be able yeah. to get a pass rush from the defensive line? Well, uh on the interior, nobody, because that's not a thing BYU does, I guess. Uh, Lorenzo Falatea uh, was hurt. He's going to be back. He's been in the uh, you know program for a long time. Caden uh, Haas did a nice job last year. Atunaisa Mahe had uh, you know a serious health scare last year, um, but he is in the mix again, which would be good. And then you look at the ends, a guy like Zach Daw, right, um, who who you know is getting an opportunity as well. Uriah Leatala says he's in the best shape of his life as of the spring, which okay. I would hope when you're in college that you're in the best shape of your life. Sure. We're in our upper 30s, and uh, you know we're not in the best shape of our lives at this point. <laughs> but, yeah, Tyler Batty kind of got hurt. He'll be back in the mix. I'm excited about those ends. I think they'll be good. Okay, so Zach Daw, Kyrus Tonga out, but I'm glad you brought up Tyler Batty because he kind of like burst onto the scene he really fast. three sacks in that one game. It was like, whoa! And then like you said, was dealing with an injury for the majority of the season. So yes. it'll be good to get him back and healthy. And just maybe, just maybe that defensive line can surprise some people. I think it, it might be able to be better. Like Kyrus was obviously a beast in the middle, but I'm talking about the ends. Like act, actually getting the quarterback could be better. Okay, now the defensive backs. BYU has their first Biggest defensive question back mark here. drafted yeah. since Derwin Gray in well, 1993. As a safety. It, what? You, you go Brian Mitchell if it's a oh, corner. Oh, my goodness. 91? Yeah. It's been 30 years since BYU had a true defensive back drafted. That's unbelievable. Corner, specifically. So cornerbacks. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. 28 years if it's a safety. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Crazy. Okay. Are you serious? Yeah, we are serious. Yeah, yeah Mark. That's nutty, right? Yeah. So who comes back? And I'm weirdly, I'm feeling pretty good about this group, too, because of how much experience they picked up over the course of the last season. I have a little pause with the safeties. Uh, there's more to prove there, I think. You look at the corners, though. Keenan Ellis and Isaiah Heron and uh, you know those guys have been in the mix for a while now. But at safety, it's like, Chaz, you know he's going to be a baller. Like he, he took last season to get healthy. But there are question marks about replacing a Troy Warner and a Zane Anderson. I don't think BYU matches that productivity per se, although it is fun because we don't know, so it's a little scary, but there are guys like Jared Capisi and Malik Moore and George Udo and Ammon uh, Hanneman and uh, Taylor Alfrey who will be in the mix, it seems like, at safety. Corner, those guys have been, it feels like those guys have been here for six years. Yes. So um, there's some talent there for sure. Safety is a, a position where I, that I'll be watching closely during fall camp to see Okay, how are these guys coming sure. along? I think defensive line and the safety group are the two biggest question marks for BYU as far as position groups going into camp. Yes, and maybe Ammon Hanneman, uh, you know, is unbelievable, you know, and he just is awesome. Like, who knows? But Zane has been so good for so many years, yes. right? Troy was very consistent, got a couple picks finally last year, um, so we'll see on that. So, oh, I mean, tight end, 
a big one, right? Bushman, but we didn't have Bushman last year, so it was like Isaac Rex, Dallin Holker. It's like, oh, that position is upgraded. Yeah. Is anybody worried is about better. the tight end group right now? Carter Wheat, Bentley Han- uh, you know, Hanshot. Those guys are going to be awesome. I, tight end might be the strongest position, like wire to wire. Uh, you know, you could argue quarterback because we feel good about three, but pretty, pretty awesome. So over, overall, and I think we covered everybody, right? Kavik Fonua was a loss among the linebackers. Oh, Isaac Fusi. What about the linebackers? Loaded. Okay. Loaded. Drew Jensen, Ben Bywater, Keenan Peely, Peyton Wilgar. Max Tooley. Max Tooley. Loaded. I am never worried about the linebackers, <laughs> ever, at BYU. Always good. Always good. Okay. Uh, overall, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, obviously, it's a big loss to replace those guys. There are some question marks, but generally speaking, there's some good players behind them. I'm not saying BYU is going to put 13 in the NFL next year again and have five picks. In fact, probably not, right? It's a big number. But uh, I feel good about the production these guys can bring. Okay, that is the who will replace who for BYU football in the 2021 roster. And if you missed the show yesterday, we talked about a little bit what matters more, the quarterback play or the talent that's coming in to help whoever the quarterback is. And again, going back to your initial point of the wide receiver group, even though they lose to X Milne, better. we feel like they get better overall. And tight ends, better. And that is going to, yep. that's going to help the quarterback so much. Not to mention... Algier and Katoa. BYU didn't lose a running back. And McChesney. And Ropati. Didn't lose a running back. Yeah. And they're bringing back a thousand yard rusher. Yep. Always good to bring you back a thousand yard rusher and a 12 touchdown tight end. Awesome. Are, and Gunnar Romney. He was amazing. He's couple, the best receiver between the twos, as you said. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Incredible between the in, twos. Get him in the end zone. Yes. I blame Isaac Rex for taking all of Gunnar Romney's. It is Isaac. Runs. Well, it's Matt Bushman's fault. <laughs> that got hurt. Go Isaac took all of them. Away from Gunner. Yeah. Exactly. There are a couple of uh, players that we believe will come in and make a difference too, but we can't mention. There's those a few things. transfers in the secondary that will be. In- until nice. they become official, we're not allowed to mention those names. Yeah, just DM us on Twitter if you don't know. <laughs> Our question of the or day. Just Google it. Which position are you least concerned about replacing the talent that was lost to the NFL draft and free agency? I like this angle. Let's hear from you, BYU Sports Nation, in Voice of the Nation. This is The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Ethan Lloyd answers on Twitter, a wide receiver. With Romney, Pau, and the Nakua brothers, the receiving core is about as talented as it's been in a while in spite of the loss of Dax Milne. Yeah, and Dax had an amazing season, but uh, I feel like you know his production will be equal to or bested by these guys. Gunnar Romney, to me, will step into that role. But Puka Nakua, Samson Nakua... Neil Palu, and then it's like Chase Roberts. Just take your time because you've got a year or two before we need really need you. So much weaponage. Is that a word? I don't know. Uh, coming up, the men's basketball <laughs> happy Cinco de Mayo mashup monster you can't unsee. <laughs> we need to play this music while we're showing it to you. Cinco de Mayo, baby. <laughs> and our latest conversation with. The number two overall pick in the NFL draft. Zach Wilson joins BYU Sports Nation to preview what's next. When does he head to New York? Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU baseball is on a five-game win streak, plays at San Diego in a three-game series starting tomorrow. 
9 Eastern on BYU Radio, 107.9 FM, the BYU Cougars app. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Happy Cinco de Mayo. And isn't it fitting that BYU is on a five-game win streak, the Batcats on Cinco de Mayo? Let's hope they can keep it rolling against San Diego, the first-place team in the West Coast Conference. Okay, it is now time for our latest conversation with former BYU quarterback and now the projected starting quarterback. He's going to be the starting quarterback, right? Yeah. Like he's going to be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. In fact, when does he fly out to New York? And uh, what's his life like now that everything is official after that historic NFL draft? Here's Zach Wilson, two-on-one with BYU Sports Nation. Zach, now that you've experienced a little bit of the New York media, how do our interviews on BYU Sports Nation compare to that madness? Yeah, these ones are a lot more fun. You know, those ones are uh, those ones are a little bit long and, and lengthy, but they're they're all they're all a blast. Yeah, there was like an awkward moment last week, right? But uh, welcome to more awkward moments with New York media. You know, like whatever, all good. Um, exactly. Since we talked to you last week, um, you know, this was pre-draft. You you were the BYU quarterback. You're going to the draft. now. You're officially a New York Jet. So let's talk about what that moment was like being the second overall pick. Obviously, there was a good. You had a great sense that that was going to happen, but. Aaron Roderick said he saw you get pretty emotional in that moment, which he hadn't seen a ton. So what, what was that moment like for you when it became official that you were the second pick in the draft to the Jets? Well, I think it's so, you know, just surreal. I, I, I always kind of have those moments where I'm walking around throughout my day and I'm just like, geez, like this is, this is crazy, you know, to be in this <laughs> position and, and everything that's going on in my life. And, you know, I feel like nothing's really changed, but then like I almost have to think back to like, my kid self and how I used to look at somebody in this position and like, you know, how much bigger it is than I, than how I look at it, you know? So it's, it's truly just so awesome. And then getting picked, um, was emotional. You obviously, uh, you know, hugging both of my parents and kind of just, you know, like we, we made it, we did it, you know, kind of thing. And, and understanding that it's just the next step. This is just one more step to get, you know, to truly what I, what I've always dreamed of doing, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's really awesome. Zach Wilson with us on BYU Sports Nation. He has completed his path to the NFL draft and is now a member of the New York Jets. Walk us through the timeline of events following when the TV cameras went off on that Thursday night. What happened? Where did you go? How long were you there? And then when did you get back to Utah for a few short days? Yeah, well, right after the draft, you know, you don't get to enjoy it much. They drag you into the back room and make you start talking in front of cameras and stuff. Uh, so the second I got back there, uh, it was about an hour and a half of, of media stuff, um, camera to camera, you know, talking about how excited I was to be part of the Jets organization. And um, and then after that, I got back to the hotel around 1130 that night. I think I got picked around 830, 840. Um, you know, I head back to the hotel we got to eat a little bit, you know, around 12, 1230. I got to bed that morning. Uh, we flew out to new, uh, out to New Jersey, actually, um, at about 7 AM. Uh, I spent time with the coaches. We got to check into the hotel. You know, I took a little quick nap. And then, uh, right from there, we went to the, to the facility. We got toured, we got to, you know, go around. And then it was about two more hours of media stuff at their facility. Um, and then we had a blast, you know, we got to go back to the hotel, you know, finally relax for the day. Um, and then that night we went out to a nice steakhouse down in Morristown, uh, the little, little, little town, you know, close by to the facility, uh, and had a blast there. And I got to watch the rest of the draft, uh, of that first round, uh, see who else we picked. Uh, and then it was actually day two at that, at that point. So I got to, I got to kind of see, 
you know, some of those other guys we pick, and I was super pumped about it. So we were talking, uh, you know, yesterday on the show about what the Jets did to try and surround you. So obviously Elijah Vera Tucker was, was nice, right? A guard or tackle that can help protect you. And then, uh, of course, Elijah Moore, receiver from Ole Miss, highly touted, and then Michael Carter from North Carolina. So what was it like to see uh, the first three picks after you used on offensive players? Well, well it's, it's amazing. You know, I was, I was excited about it because these guys have a plan for me. Um, you know, they were, they were all in on me from day one. Uh, and that's comforting to know as a quarterback, you know, going into a team that hasn't done so well in the past. You know, they make some great decisions, bringing in some new coaches. And, uh, you know, they have, they have the right plan for me. And I can already tell you, you know, the Jets organization has, has a lot of talent. You know, I don't know what, whatever it was, you know, things probably weren't clicking for whatever reason. But they have the talent there. And, you know, there may be a few key pieces they needed. And uh, it's comforting to know that they're going to try and do everything they can to put me in the best situation. You know, being able to bring in uh, a good offensive lineman, a uh, really good receiver, a good back, and then obviously to strengthen the defense there at the end. Uh, so I think it's just really comforting to know that they're, they're sticking to what they said. I'm seeing the likes of Denzel Mims, and Corey Davis, you had Elijah Moore. When I say those names as your pass-catching options, what comes to mind, Zach? A lot of touchdowns, hopefully. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what's coming to mind. There's a, there's a lot of weapons right there, and, and you know, obviously people – um, you know, was saying that was a weakness for him, you know, and as I start to go through the roster also with Jameson Crowder that you missed out on and, and some of the other young guys that they have coming up, you know, maybe not a ton of depth right now, but, but a lot of really good players. Uh, also, Keelan Cole, that'll also fit that mix that they picked up from Jacksonville. So, you know, I'm excited about the guys that they have um, and then the offense to work with those guys because, you know, we're going to be able to throw a lot of touchdown passes. I want to go back to the green room. Certainly a unique setup, you know, everyone, like 12 dudes and, and everybody's, uh, you know, uh, posses with them or whatever. Who, who in your group there was like the best hang? Who was keeping it like light and fun? And, and then who was like the craziest? Where were you like, oh, my gosh, why did I invite that person? <laughs> yeah, there was, no, there was no one I was upset about, you know, inviting. I, I had a blast with everyone that was there. Uh, you know, Kalani was uh, – he probably won't tell you this, but at the hotel, he was, he was, he had bags of candy bars. He was, he was taking full advantage of the credit that we got in the hotel room. <laughs> and he was doing the best he could to make sure he spent every penny on there. So, uh huh. Uh huh. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Zach Wilson. I with you guys for a second. All, we go. all good. All good. Zach Wilson with us on BYU Sports Nation, recapping the NFL draft and now pushing forward to the New York Jets. What's the next week or month or days like for you, Zach? What's going to happen and when do you fully integrate into the Jets system? Yeah, so I'm already kind of going in there. You know, I had a meeting yesterday uh, with those guys, start, start installing for rookie mini camps, and then obviously, uh, I got kind of the same thing, and then tomorrow try and do some stuff in person, and uh, you know, getting ready this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we got rookie rookie mini camps. Uh, all the guys that got drafted, undrafted, free agents, and then also tryout guys uh, will be there. So it's kind of just how quickly you can learn the offense, and then you know, OTAs about a week later uh, if that's a if that's a go. Um, you know, so I'm already trying to trying to get in with the playbook and, and learning everything that I can. This is certainly a new level, of course, but you became the youngest starting quarterback in BYU history. You're 21. You'll be 22 when the season starts. Is it intimidating or nerve-wracking at all? I guess, what are your emotions as you approach? You're the face of the Jets, like, and, and you're the starting quarterback in the biggest TV market. Obviously, there's uh, you know, a lot of pressure that comes with that, but 
you handled that really well at BYU. So how are you approaching this new opportunity in, in that light? Well, yeah, I think it's just not, you know, feeling like I need to be the savior or, or the main guy, you know, like, that's what's so great about this coaching staff is I don't feel like there's any pressure on me to feel like I have to save the day. You know, we have such a, such a great surrounding cast of players and teammates and, and people that want to make this thing work that I feel like I can go in there and just be me, just do my just do whatever I do uh, that makes me special and, and everything else will take care of itself. You know, they're going to put me in the position to make sure I succeed in uh, the right way. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. You know, maybe I'm feeling a little anxious, you know, really just to get out there and get going and meet the guys in the locker room and, and just kind of get situated with life out there. And so uh, I would say, you know, that's, that's about it. You know, I'm just excited about that stuff. I know there are very few people who are more excited about what happened with your teammates over the weekend as well, namely the four other draft picks, Brady Christensen, Chris Wilcox, Kyrus Tonga, your buddy Dax Milne, and then all of the undrafted free agents assigned contracts and some minicamp invites as well. I mean, like 14 guys in total we learned about over the weekend, Zach. So what was that like for you to watch it all unfold uh, and and watch the remaining days of the draft and then see all of these deals come together for your guys? It was intense. You know, that was the first time I'd ever watched every single pick in the NFL draft. (laughs) You know, even on my flight home, even on my flight home from New York, you know, I had, I, I paid for Wi-Fi. I sat on my phone. I had, I had the the Safari live page up of each draft pick, and I just sat there and kept refreshing. And, you know, I see Brady get picked. I get super pumped. And, you know, so we get down to the last ten picks, and, you know, I was sick. I was like, geez, we got to get more guys drafted. And then, you know, I had like this weird gut feeling, like, okay, like this is where it's going to happen. You know, all of a sudden, you know, Kyrus gets picked. You know, Chris gets picked, and. um for some reason, I had a good feeling Dax was going to get picked, you know, right there at the end of those last five picks. So I was, I was super pumped for all those guys that got drafted, and then obviously the guys get those free agency uh, chances as well. I know those guys are going to go in there and represent well. Dax was almost Mr. Irrelevant, second to last. That, almost! That would have been fun, right? He would have been... He would have been the most perfect Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> I know. I've been saying like, it forever. He's the most underappreciated star at BYU, is yeah, he not? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, there there were some fun memes that came out with you. Obviously, you're doing different posts. Did any of those make you laugh? Yeah, there were some funny ones. I mean, I, I don't know if I could point to a single one, but there were some good ones. Yeah. It, when you're in the spotlight, it's just natural. If you're not memed, you're right. probably irrelevant. Even Michael <laughs> Jordan gets memed. You know what I mean? Everyone gets memed at this age. You just gotta get. You just gotta laugh it off. Yeah. How many How many interviews are you doing a day right now? By the way. Yeah, well, I got, you know, I got this one, obviously, and, uh, you know, the media stuff I did uh, back in New York was the last thing that I did. Um, you know, we try and avoid a lot of stuff unless it's, you know, big media sources or stuff for BYU. Um, you know, that's a, that's a great thing I'm trying to avoid is being able to keep my distractions limited and being able to prioritize some of my stuff with, with football and making sure I get all that stuff done. I'm sure once I get back out to New Jersey, I'll have some more stuff. Let's talk about what you did the day after the draft, by the way, which you pre-planned. You gave some members of the athletic department signed jerseys, which was super cool. Um, tell us about what went into that uh, gift to those who had, who had done a bunch for you at BYU. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, Dave Almondovas, you know, someone on campus for us, one of our staff guys helped me kind of organize the whole thing. And, um, you know, and really I was glad that we got to put it together, you know, really just showing thanks to all those guys that, uh, helped support me and get me to this this point in my life, and 
you know, it's a pretty cool accomplishment. Um, and it's not just for me, it's for everybody. You know, everyone had a piece of this whole thing. And uh, I just wanted to give thanks and show them how appreciative I am of them. Zach Wilson on BYU Sports Nation getting ready to head out to New York and begin his new journey with the Jets as the number two overall pick in the draft. Zach, have you picked your number? Are they going to let you pick your number? Do, do you, have, you, have you tried to put in dibs on what you want to wear on your jersey? <laughs> I haven't picked yet. You know, I've been deciding between a couple, and, uh, um, you know, they will let me pick. Um, I think I might try and uh, fill it out once I get out there and just see what's, what's going on. Yeah, I was going to say, you may have to pay someone off maybe, right? But but you're the number two pick. Right. Yeah, you know, and that's how it works at this level. If you want a number that someone else has, you may have to buy it off them. But, yeah, uh, speaking, right. speaking of, when are you going to buy the Tesla? So I, I already put the money down for it. I mean, the cool thing about Tesla, yes. it's only about 100 bucks. The, the deposit's only about 100 bucks till they, till they ship it out to you. Um, I'm just going to lease it. And <clears throat> it hasn't even gone to production yet. You know, it hasn't even shipped out to anybody. It was supposed to come out in, in February, but nothing yet. So I haven't heard anything yet. I'll get a text eventually saying, hey, we've assigned you a car, a VIN number. It should be here in about a month. So I haven't heard anything yet. I'll try and do some deal with somebody out in New Jersey as far as uh, getting a loaner car for a little bit, or I'll go get a rental car for a little bit until uh, till we figure that out. <laughs> just show up at some random you know, <laughs> automotive place and just be like, hey, what's up? Uh <laughs> Can I borrow a car for a few months? See what happens. Who's this guy? Yeah, that wouldn't work well. I think it would work well, Zach. I think it would. Great stuff. Hey, Zach, before we let you go, I just kind of wanted to check in on how things have been handled within your family. What, how, what was the experience like for you with your mom and dad and all of your siblings to go through all that and kind of give us a feeling of what that was like? Yeah. Well, Coach Fest was joking around because my little sister, Sophie, could care less. I mean, she was on TikTok playing on her phone. <laughs> she was like, I don't even want to be here. Like, this sucks, you know. Uh, she's just not old enough yet to realize how, how cool it was. But everyone else, you know, we all had a blast. And uh, it was a good time, you know, just spending time with the family. Um, and, and everyone just kind of kept saying the same thing, you know, like, this is crazy that we're here. <laughs> you know, how surreal this whole moment is. And um, I – Sorry. People all good. keep calling me, man. Keeps popping up on the hey, phone. Hey, I guess you're a popular guy. You get picked number two and people call you. We got to call some audibles. Right? It's all good, man. Yeah, all good. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, the draft was just surreal for all of us. You know, everyone just kept looking around and saying to each other, you know, how crazy is this that we get to be here? You know, it's just such a special moment. And um, everyone had a blast. All right, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to go out, uh, take care of business in uh, the OTAs, your mini camps, all the things that are going on. Get in that playbook. Uh, do it with it what you will, my friend. The karma's real, and we're giving it to you. Thank you so much. I need all I can get. Zach Wilson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. So fun to talk to him every week. Yeah, fun to pick his brain, right? And what an experience. His little sister just on TikTok. Can we go home yet? Soak that in. Yeah, Your brother is being drafted number two overall. No, I get that. I get that. Yeah, pretty (laughs) cool stuff from Zach. Okay, coming up, Cole Gamble and his 10-game hit streak, five-game win streak, and getting engaged over the weekend. Plus, a Cougar back in the National Basketball Association, we think. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. 
On the latest BYUSN right now with Kiki Solano, the NFL draft may be finished, but the hype for the Cougs is far from over. Time to get into new teams, new signees, and of course new memes. Check it out on the BYUSN Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube account. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. How about this Cinco de Mayo music? I like. Will we see Elijah Bryant in the NBA this season? Yes. I'm buying into now multiple reports that Elijah Bryant is going to sign up for Milwaukee Bucks. How great is it to have a BYU basketball player back in the league? I'm very excited about that. He said on this show, I will play in the NBA. And it was like, that'd be awesome. Scored 31 points in a summer league game for the Bucks. They probably remember that. Yes, they do. All right. On to the next. Which men's volleyball player would you least like to have behind you in a game of lightning? Okay, okay, yesterday the volleyball team at Ohio State getting ready for Thursday night semifinal Mm -hmm. had a little lightning. Listen, Brian Santiago, associate athletic director, deputy, I think, athletic director, he lost to Mix Ramones. You're like, who's Mix Ramones? He's he's a kid of uh, Latvian descent that... Beat Brian Santiago, who was a good sport there. Honestly, Brian's very competitive. Brian's ultra competitive. I thought he might not do that. But uh, probably Mix. I didn't know Mix could uh, shoot the rock. Oh, boy. Winner of, uh, what are, some people call it knockout, lightning, whatever. Yeah, Brian played at Fresno State, by the way. He's good. Okay. Apparently, Zach Wilson is switching allegiance as a fan base. Uh, he said he's going to be a Nets fan now on uh, I, his IG story. Should he have claimed the Knicks, or is that a good move? No, he Nets? absolutely did the right thing <laughs> rooting for <laughs> the Nets. They're good this year. Julius Randle. You're not going to root for Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Those bozos? Absolutely not. <laughs> Blake Griffin, James Harden? No. They're in New Jersey. That's where the that's why. Jets facilities are. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I wouldn't claim the Knicks. <laughs> no. Even though you went to a playoff game with the Knicks. Yeah, and that's here in Brooklyn now. So that's not even true. a thing anymore. It's it true. Used, it used to be it's New true. Jersey. Well, I got well the, the Nets are expected to be better in the next several years. Versus historically yeah. versus the Knicks. I get it. The Knicks are the Jets, though. Let's be honest. It's true. Good back in the day. Uh, not that great. I hate that so much. Jerem, uh, I need positive vibes. So we're going back to volleyball. Davide Gardini says he's staying for one more year. What does that mean? He needs to be like he can compete, right, uh, for a conference championship, which is exciting. It'll be UCLA Pepperdine again. BYU is going to uh, bring in Luke Benson, one of the best hitters from California. And then uh, you'll have some of these young guys like Mix Romanis get in the mix. But, yeah, there's, it's certainly going to be a uh, rebuilding year. Mix Romanus goes from winning let Lightning to winning at the highest stage the of volleyball. MPSF, Let's go. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I, <laughs> I'm going largely off your opinion because okay. you're the voice of men's volleyball. I love okay. Davi Day. I bring back all of the goodness. Yes. What name are you going to give this person? So we combined uh, Caleb Lohner. Richard Harward, Alex Marcello, and Matt Harms in a video that we put out yesterday. Um, what, what do you want to call this man? Disturbing. That's what I want to call this man. <laughs> I have a name. Okay. Harlow Bar Harms Cello. <laughs> That's what we'll call him. It's every. It's like Matt Harms' neck, Harward's mustache, say Caleb's that, hair, say that and, again. and Alex's eyes. Say that again. That name. What did I miss? Oh. Harlow Bar Harmschello. <laughs> let's just let's just say his nose is a little inset next to that, and that's okay. You know what? I'm looking at that, and everyone I'm, looks different. I'm expecting that character to show up next to Sasha Baron Cohen <laughs> in some comedy. Also, this character needs to say a certain amount of distance from certain areas as well. <laughs> Borat. 
Part five, pause. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, that's hilarious. And and Harlow Bar Harmskiller. This is disturbing. It's, we're releasing a football one today, by the way. Oh, I can't wait for that. that. <laughs> Jerem, how about our guy Adam Law, former Provo High multi-sports star. Handelarium. Baseball star for BYU, showing off his Dodgers World Series oh, ring. Very nice. So, is the real path to a ring in coaching? Yes, you and I have no shot, you know, professionally. Mm-hmm. It's the, he's like in player development with the Doyers. So there I you love go. It. He very started cool. with the Dodgers, then went to the Mariners. So, traitor! Nice work, Adam. Got all the way up to AAA. Did yeah. his thing. Now he's yeah. now he's coaching. If he had gone to the majors, I might have gone to that game. Oh, <laughs> seriously? I, yes, seriously. Adam Law before a spring training game one time, we hung out. Uh, you know, in, in Mesa, they were playing the Cubs, and I was just like, "Adam, this is awesome! Look at you! You're like in spring training on the field." Took a picture with Jacob Hanneman and uh, Adam Law. That it was great. Listen, because he's in coaching, now you should just go to a game with Adam Law. There you go. Okay, I don't want to go to a minor league game though. Anyway, coming up, rising shoutouts to streaks and returns. Plus, rising star for BYU baseball, Cole Gamble, on his best week ever, and that's not just because of what he did on the field. This is BYU Sports Nation. Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Escucha para BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. It's a celebration, Cinco de Mayo, and we are celebrating the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, Cole Gamble, who spoke with Jerem Jordan a little bit earlier today, Jerem. Yes, he's uh, been crushing it. Here's that conversation on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. WCC Player of the Week, Cole. Uh, how did you find out? And congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I found out on the BYU Instagram, the BYU Baseball Instagram page. And so I was just scrolling through, kind of saw my name on there. And uh, so that was pretty exciting. Um, You know, just a good week for me. It was a great week for you, the team, everybody. uh, Things kind of got rolling in a a unique way there. You had a five-game win streak earlier in the season. You've equaled that after a win last night at uh, Utah Valley. What what changed last week with the Arizona State uh, one-off win on Tuesday and then the St. Mary's series and then Utah Valley last night? Yeah, that's a great question. So Arizona State, we knew they're a really good team, you know, and they always are, and every year they have a really good team. So we came in just ready to go and excited because, like, we want to play those types of teams, you know. And and then with St. Mary's this weekend, we knew they could really pitch the baseball, and they've had a lot of success this year um, pitching. And maybe they, they struggled at times on the hitting side of things. But, you know, we just knew we had to go out and compete. You know, we just had to go out and compete every day. Um, obviously play relaxed. I think that's one thing maybe we haven't done a good job of a lot this season is just being relaxed and uh, not playing up tight and different things like that and, and just going out and having fun. At the end of the day, it's baseball. They're out at, uh, looking at beautiful Miller Park in the mountains, right? So uh, hard not to get caught up in that. Um, but, yeah, how, how do you avoid playing stressed and tight? Because this is a program that wants to compete for championships. 
you know, this year there's no four-team conference tournament, unfortunately. Um, so how do, how do you guys continue to improve and get better yet not play like you said up tight? Right. There, there's a big difference between being really focused and locked in and then being uptight. Right. And so uh, for us, I think it's it's trying to remember like just how much we love the game of baseball. Right. And, and once we stop worrying so much about our stats or uh, the result of the game or the result of an at bat, uh, I think we actually really started to reel it back in and, and be able to just go out and play, man. Like this is a game we love. Right. Most of us have been playing this since we're you know five, six years old. Uh, playing catch with our dads in the backyard, right? And so I think once we kind of took it back to that place, uh, we started to play a lot better. Yeah, it's pure, right? Every day I get home from work and my two-year-old wants to play catch. He can't catch, but he can throw. <laughs> so, exactly. yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a purity to it, right? And here we say play right. catch as opposed to have a catch, right, and feel the dreams, but depends <laughs> on where you're from. Okay, during this five-game win streak, <laughs> 10 hits for you and nine RBIs. So what, what has been different about your approach at the plate? You know, I've gone through some ups and downs this year, man. Uh, a lot of downs, to be honest, right? I'd say a lot of this year has been tough for me. And so I've made little adjustments lately that I think have really, really helped me. Um, and, and I just keep riding with those things. Sometimes all it takes in hitting is just to find one little feel, right? Like one little thing that feels really good to you. And then you just roll on that. And so that's kind of what I've done. Uh, and like I said, I've had a lot of downs this year, but I've finally kind of felt something in my swing that feels good to me, and it's uh, proven to be successful as well. Who's the number one voice in that conversation of plate approach that you are listening to and, and using? So Trent's our hitting coach, right? Um, Trent Pratt, he does all the hitting. He works with us in the mornings um, before practice. He works with us during practice. So when it comes to who do I listen to the most, uh, Trent's my guy. Trent's my guy too. Uh, I need him to give me more uh, you know, approach on this show. Uh, Trent. Uh, I need more coaching. <laughs> Coach me up. Let's go. Um, you, you do have a nice hit streak going, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Cole Gamble, that's you. You're currently on a 10-game career best hitting streak. 10-game hit streak. How about that, man? You, you've talked about yeah. the different approach, but 10's notable. For sure. Uh, I think it comes back to showing up every day ready to play you know because my body doesn't always feel good right like I got hurt a little bit during this streak actually you know sprained my ankle a little bit and so different things like that is like you don't always show up feeling great but mentally like how can you be ready to go every single day how have you played through a sprained ankle that's not easy uh some tape <laughs> and then burst, you know just the normal kinds of things and uh, <laughs> a lot of ibuprofen uh, yeah, so, amen to that, man. Well, uh, continue to yeah. nurse that, yeah. Um, you had a three-homer week as well, which is pretty fun. And, in fact, you had a couple of uh, homers in one game. And uh, BYU Athletics actually caught uh, this conversation with you before the game. What do you think? A couple home runs today? From you alone, yeah. From me alone. Yeah. Uh, I think at first you were, you were asking about home runs for your teammate. Was that what happened? But it ended up being you, as called by... Your teammate, and who was that, by the way? Yeah, so that was Freddie, um, really good friend of mine. Yeah, and I was talking about the team as a whole. I was like, "Hey, like <laughs> we as a group, we're going to get a couple today." So I um, wasn't talking about myself, but I'm glad I could, you know, hang that up there. What's it like to hit a homer? Like to just really get a hold of one and just just rip one over the fence. 
there's nothing, there's nothing better in the game of baseball. You know, like you can make a diving play and you can do all these really cool things on defense. But I mean, that time that you get to run around the bases, there, there's nothing better, man. So uh, it's something I try to do more often <laughs> and want to do more often just because uh, it, it's the best feeling out there in baseball for sure. We're talking to Cole Gamble of the BYU baseball team. The Cougars defeated Utah Valley last night, headed to San Diego for a series, which you can listen to on BYU Radio 107.9 FM and the BYU Cougars app. Cole, you also got engaged over the weekend. So basically it feels like this was like the best week of your life. Uh, You know, five wins and ten hits and nine RBI and all that. And you get engaged. So tell uh, tell us about that and tell us about her. Right. You know, multiple times this week someone said, hey, congratulations. And I didn't know what they were talking about, you know. And so uh, the the bigger news, right, like winning awards is fun, but the bigger news is, yeah, I'm engaged uh, to my now fiance. Um, her name's Lauren. She's on the dance team. She's amazing and uh, super happy that I could get that done because she's been, she's been waiting a long time. She's been bugging me about it a little bit because she just <laughs> wanted it so bad. So um, I'm glad we could do it, though. She's amazing. I'm excited to spend uh, forever with her. You know, it, It's good to be wanted. Uh, absolutely. Okay, let's finish with this. Dude, your throw against Utah to end that game was unbelievable. Like the one of the one of the bet like Zach Wilson esque. Like it was incredible the accuracy (laughs) that you had there. Walk me through that moment of what happened against Utah to end that because it was like Ichiro 01 against the A's. I'm a Mariners guy. That's like the most famous defensive play. That reminded me of that. So first off, getting compared to Zach Wilson, thank you. Um, uh, yeah, so he's a big deal. I hope I make as much money as he does. Um, <laughs> Good luck with that. So, yeah, no kidding. Uh, so the play, you know, it was just a little base hit through the right side. Um, and, you know, with in the situation of the game, we were up by three at the time. I believe maybe it was two or three runs. I didn't think he was going to be going to third because it didn't make a whole lot of sense. In that Don't part run of on Cole Gamble. Was, Don't run on you. Well, not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily that. This was more like his run didn't matter, right? Because they needed to score a couple more after him. So I didn't think he was even going to go. You know, I thought he was going to hold it up at second base and just came up. Everyone was communicating and telling me to go to third base and just try to let it fly a little bit. So that's like, that's what happened. And it was on the money, man. It was an incredible finish to always a big win against the Utes. So congratulations on that. And the 10-game hit streak. And a five-game win streak for the team, and getting engaged. I'm not sure how you can top all this, but just keep it going, Cole. And uh, let's give you the BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, keep it going. Let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. Best of luck at San Diego. I know that's always a heated series uh, with those guys. So best of luck. Yeah, it will be. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Cole Gamble, West Coast Conference Player of the Week and newly engaged young man. What a week for him, man. Pretty awesome. On the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Deseret First, you know why we show how. Coming up, who receives today's elite voice of the day? Plus, one of our rise and shout-outs makes a living rising and dominating above the rest. Back for more. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation's rise and shout-out is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. Sports Nation always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. FYI, there's a podcast. You can uh, download it, subscribe, rate, and review it. Let's get to our question of the day once again. Which position on the BYU football team are you least concerned about replacing when it comes to the talent that just left for the NFL? At Grizzfather answers on Instagram. Honestly, there isn't a position group I'm too concerned with at this point in time. Okay. It is May. 
We have mm-hmm. talent and depth at almost all positions. As long as health isn't an issue, I think BYU is in a good position for the season. Yeah, I think generally speaking, yeah. I think safety is one. I, I want to see how that plays out in the fall. Uh, but everything else, I'm like, okay, there are guys we know can play, and uh, can they raise their game to a higher level in certain spots? Sure. Like A guy like Hayden Livingston's going, okay, it's my opportunity now. I'm, I'm going to make the most of this. So hopefully Hayden and, and company uh, can dominate. Fessy Satake, passing game coordinator, said something that caught my attention in our conversation the other day with him. And he said, culture will always win. How much does culture impact BYU for the positive from here on out? Like, have they reached a point where with Aaron Roderick and Kalani Satake and Fessy, and I know I mentioned only offensive guys, but the defensive side's been there for a while too. Like, the have defensive they that, side's been better than the yeah, offensive have side. Have they reached the year. point where culture can... Well, uh, last year they were good too kind of take the place of even if you lose some talent like you'll still win some games because of culture we cannot forget the number one thing that i always bring up and i know it's i say it ad nauseum but last year was an outlier like last year wasn't how it's going to be every year um yet you hope that there are certain things within that that carry over like culture um like depth like hey BYU is getting power five transfers coming in you know BYU got what three mm-hmm. in the soft set four actually i'm thinking oh four four yeah, I can't oh, yeah. remember everybody who's signed, okay. But okay. Okay. two from Utah, one from Washington, one from Oregon State. So um, that's good. That's all good. But the thing, but but BYU's playing seven power fives, so some of that will mitigate some of the culture. But if BYU can win eight plus consistently, now we're talking. Can BYU get to a ten win season with four or five power fives? That'll be the question. BYU's yet to do it. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Cougar A seventy on Twitter quarterback BYU has two with actual game experience and a very talented quarterback waiting behind them all others have talented players but depth is a major concern with the power fives on the schedule there will be injuries and the need for rotation throughout the game so this is this is a recent memory looking at BYU quarterbacks coming into play here well in every position frankly you You know know what I mean you just get banged up it's been a just a game of attrition for sure yes Okay, today's rising shoutouts are presented by Nuts Credit Union guiding you forward. But BYU baseball on a five-game win streak—that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Davide Gardini coming back. Super stoked about that. Uh, he's one of my favorite people. And uh, Hannah Joe Peterson going four for four with uh, the softball. Softball doing their thing. First place in the West Coast Conference. BYU baseball taking on the first place team in a massive series in San Diego. But so happy that Davide is going to make BYU volleyball a competitor again. And maybe he'll be a national champ. Let's go. Our thanks to today's guests, Zach Wilson and Cole Gamble. Already Dennis Pitta. Ran out of time for you. Again. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Hope you're enjoying your Cinco de Mayo. Shout out to Aaron Thorne. We'll see you tomorrow for more BYU Sports Nation, including in our interview with Brady Christensen, who's playing for the Panthers? Panthers. Let's go down to La Casita in Springville, man. Do it. Go Cougs. Welcome back.